Hello and good morning everyone. We know that it is not necessarily morning for you, but it is definitely morning for us. Folks, can I get a time check from you? It is currently 4.50 a.m. It is 4.50 a.m. The Dungeon Boys are descending into the dungeon. Uh, it's 78 degrees and only getting a little bit warmer here in the studio. <laughs> uh, but <clears throat> we're, de- we're dealing with it. Uh, we've changed our camera up a little bit this time if you're watching on YouTube. So enjoy that new angle. Again, not, <laughs> not the, uh, the ideal uh, multi-million dollar setup we got here, but we make do. Uh, but this is our first recorded with the intention of being a podcast episode. So yeah, congratulations everyone. Hopefully by this time iTunes has approved us and we've got people listening on iOS devices everywhere everywhere so with that being the case uh this is a podcast now what is going to be really helpful for us if you do enjoy the show this is episode eight now so hopefully you listen to some things uh you're you're into it if you're if you're all the way here it would be really helpful if you left us a review on uh itunes even if you're watching uh through the, the through the youtube head on over to itunes and drop us a review if you like the show uh and subscribe to the podcast on itunes that'll really help us out uh, we feel as though the podcast will be a, 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 a an easier medium for us, so you don't have to keep that YouTube app open to listen to us play Dungeons & Dragons. You guys got anything on this topic down there? Nope. Okay, cool. Getting ready. Mm-hmm. Getting ready. I gotta suck down my caffeine. Getting ready. I haven't had any caffeine this morning yet. Um, mm. Probably might need it. But... Uh, yeah, we really appreciate that. Also, um, I think it's it's time that I started mentioning we do have a Patreon page. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not begging for money. It's not like we're trying to to make a salary off of this situation. But if you if you like Dungeon Boys, if you like Tank Media Network in general, and you want to support us and try to help us make what we make a little bit better, uh, feel free to go to uh, Patreon.com/TankMediaNetwork. Uh, check out our our goals. Check out our tiers and. If you feel like dropping a dollar our way, feel free. Help to buy us breakfast. So far, we've only ever heard about it. pictures of us crying. (laughs) Whenever you click on our Patreon page, the Arms of the Angels song just plays immediately. There's a picture of Bryce and Zenas both in the same cage, just sadly looking out. For only 73 cents a day. Yeah. I'll stop spraying this poor dog with a water hose (laughs) before filming these commercials. Right. All right, boys. Let's get down to Dungeons and Dragons. I, there's, we've had enough introductions. It's time. I will apologize in advance because Arlo's voice is a little bit off today because I'm dealing with what is known as allergies and sinuses. Mm. Hey, me too. Yeah, we've got some allergy issues down the, down the line. So if you hear hacks, if you hear coughs, if you hear wheezes, we're all right. Everything's okay. Just Moderately all right. Moderately. Yeah. Bryce, I'm gonna need you to stop doing that. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, from now, from now until the end of the episode, I'd like to limit it to unintentional <laughs> noise making uh, when it comes to the sinus holes. Last week, <laughs> on. let's let's bring it in. Last week on Dungeon Boys, you, I feel like the whole episode really took place in the LID. I believe I can't remember exactly where. It, I think it, the the episode before that ended, you went to sleep. You guys woke up and you were you went into Corgis Bach, the director of the LID. You went into his office uh, and he kind of vetted you a little bit. He asked how you felt about the current state of the world. He asked you several questions. 
which your answers gave him reason enough to let you in on a little secret, and that is that he's not only the director of the LID, but also kind of a recruiter for this shadow organization called the uh, Secret, not the Secrets, the uh, Servants of the Scale, uh, which is an organization started by a family uh, that he's very close friends with that is intending to do their best to fight against the High Council, to fight against the the atrocities and the chaos that they're sowing into the world to, to truly be a servant of the scale and try to restore balance that the, the council seems to be intentionally uh, trying to distort with um, their cullings and, and what seems to be their uh, the even po- possible genocide of those people of the lower class and non-magical members of society. So the course, general badness. Yeah, the general badness. It, general. it is a servant of, of keeping the world balanced and trying to regain peace in the world. And so you guys joined up. You, He said, do you want to join? Do you want to help us do that? And you guys, having your different motivations of to, to be good, uh, you joined up with him, and you're all now servants of the scale, denoted by a symbol that was hammered into the back of your lonesome, your your, your LID badges, because you, you were still your rookie detective self, but they, there's a symbol on the back of your badges now to denote you as also servants of the scale. Hammer um, with a knee. Yes, hammer with a... There's a little metal piece underneath Corgus's desk that he just ha- hammers your thing into uh, with his knee. Uh, <clears throat> I think he was asked if it hurt, if he ever hurt himself on that before. Uh, so, you, you joined up, but he said, it's not so easy, I can't give you all the information. Uh, I'm dumping a lot of info on you now, but I can't... I can't let you into the complete inner circle yet. We have to test you. And normally they're, I mean, I'll send somebody, he sends somebody on a fetch quest. Sometimes he just gives them a hard task to do to see if they'll, <clears throat> they're really into this thing. Uh, but sadly, this time there's more of a task to be done uh, because the people that are the founders of the founding kind of family, the founding couple of the servants, the, the SOS as it's so uh, lovingly called, uh, they he suspects that they've been kidnapped by the constable of Lonesome, the, the governor, if you will. Uh, the, he suspects that the council or someone has gotten wind that they're in on this, this organization that keeps causing them trouble, uh, and he's afraid that they have been captured, or, captured and are being held captive by the constable. So you have that information. He said, I'm very sorry to put this on you, but I need you to try to rescue them. I can't do it myself and blow my cover. I need someone to do it for me, and we're kind of spread thin as it is, so I need you guys to help me do that, and you agreed. You we le- did that. You left the, did you he, left the LID. Did he tell us the constable's name? The constable's name, which you know from being in the city, the constable's name is Ronald Witherbranch. Ronald Witherbranch, yeah. Ronald. He's, he's the, the brother of one of the council members. Okay, then yeah, he did tell us. <coughs> yeah, he, yeah. Ronald, it's interesting, it's funny because... Ronald Witherbranch is the constable of Lonesome. His brother is on the High Council, and his name is Donald Witherbranch. Ronald Ronald and Donald. Uh, But yes, you know that to be the constable's name. And so you guys went outside. You said you wanted to go shopping. You wanted to... Because Corgus said that he he didn't see the constable as a sadistic executor. He, He didn't think that he's worried about them dying so much as them being questioned and held captive for a great amount of time until... A high council uh, uh, emissary comes and tries to figure out what to do, what to do with them. They could be in very real danger sometime soon, but he doesn't think that it is hours until their demise or something. So he said, "You guys have time. Make your preparations. Figure out what you want to do. But I need you to rescue them." So 
This is going to be like an action movie kind of montage where like we're grabbing the bazooka off the top shelf. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, yeah. yeah. Bandolier, bullets, some grenades. Well, I would Cleaver, I picture it like this, the scene in Just Pulp Fiction, if you've seen Pulp Fiction. No? Yes? Have we seen Pulp Fiction? Only that one scene. Okay. Well, there's a scene where Bruce Willis uh, was kidnapped with kind of uh, an enemy of his, but the enemy is getting... Uh, there's bad things happening to him downstairs, and Bruce Willis, they're in the bottom of a pawn shop, and he comes up, and so Bruce Willis is going to leave, but then he's like, no, I can't leave my dude behind, and then he goes through the pawn shop, each finding a weapon, like swinging it around, looking at it, and then finding a better one, and he, he eventually ends up with a katana that he goes back downstairs. So I picture you guys, like, you're picking up weapons, you're looking at them, investigating them, and then you put them back for another one. Um, but we're going to get started playing this daggum game. Sorry for all that recap. Uh, I feel like it's important that people know what we're doing, especially because this is our first real podcast episode. So, you guys are in the, the, the city square. Uh, you can hear the hustle and bustle of the uh, inner marketplace <coughs> where the, the wealthy people shop. And you that's that's what you hear. You know, you know that the inner circle, you can see the grounds of the manor, the manor where the constable lives. Uh, it's, a, it's a whole city block. The manor doesn't take up a city block, but... Uh, his grounds and the the uh, greenery and the 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 trees and there's a pond in there and it's it's a gated situation but it's a, it's a pretty big grassy area around his manor uh, but the inner marketplace is off to the left of that um, and it kind of goes down a street where you can hear the selling of goods and the calling out of people and just general uh, loudness. Hmm. Um, let me t- see if anything's gonna gonna happen to you here oh boy so like, i mean you guys are coming out of the lonesome investigative department here in the city square what's what's going on are you you you've, you there's a big info dump that's just happened like you guys are now even more have even more in common is there any conversation that's happening as you walk into the city square is any, anything going on like that not about that okay grim has made his peace with that he does he does not yeah, well, he doesn't dwell on things, or he just like accepts them as they are quickly. I suppose okay. is a good way to say it. So he's like, "This is the situation now." He's already decided what he's going to do, so sure. he, he doesn't feel the need to talk. Just about didn't it. didn't didn't know if you guys want to do some group processing. I mean, obviously, certainly, Zenith and Grimm's opinion doesn't go for the rest of the party. So if you, if that's everybody, that's everybody. I just want to give you an opportunity. I probably would, but outside of the game, I have not been playing as my character. <laughs> Until right now. Just the recap is not enough for me to be able to, like, speak as my character. Okay. I kind of got to get back into it. All right. Well, I'll force you into it. <laughs> as you're walking, Arlo, you got anything? Did you, you, you waddle? With my with my voice being as such, I'm going I'm to go at a slow idle. Okay. But I will say that just Arlo as a character, he... He's just kind of taking in all sides sure. of stuff. He's not used to like the big markets and stuff like that. It's a lot to process going on. It is. So he's just kind of like, wow, what's going on? I mean, yeah, and it's the, the, this. The city is congested. I mean, it is. You, this is that we are midday. Uh, it's a big market day. Every day is a big market day in the inner marketplace. There, are, there are wealthy people to and fro. There are throngs of people um, moving throughout the city streets it's not like you got to have the street to yourself like there are people everywhere you're bumping into folks you're kind of pushing your way through the street i mean it's, it's not like you can't breathe but there's there's definitely a crowd of people that you're you're working through yeah. although it doesn't feel a hundred percent 
comfortable in this situation, so I don't think it would be a time for like idle chit chat. Okay, absolutely. So. All right, so you guys Jack, are walking. Yeah. Jack does seem happy just to be like in the kind of area uh, since he was the former butcher. Yeah. And he just enjoys the kind of ambiance of uh, city life. Yeah. Okay, so he kind of got a spring in his step. Also, please forgive us for the Mack trucks that pass by seemingly every single moment. Uh, and at great speed. At a great speed. Uh, if you hear the sound of crashing metal and wood, that is because a Mack truck has come through the wall, and we are all dead, so call the police. Uh, so, you guys are pushing, After we through, post you guys are pushing, through, pushing through the crowd, and as you do, uh, up ahead before you, you see the crowd kind of getting spread apart. Right in front of you, kind of coming toward you, the crowd is kind of, they're spreading apart and, and people are, you can hear like the, ooh, excuse me, and the, those kind of things that happen when someone is kind of pushing through the crowd quickly. Uh, and just as it splits right in front of you, what's your order? How are you walking? You got walking single file? Is there a marching order? Arlo's oh. kind of hanging to the back. Okay. Grim would have been by Arlo. Okay. I'm up front. Perfect. Enjoying all the sights. So, Jack, what you feel is um, um, as the crowd splits in front of you, uh, you see as it splits three uh, tall, grimy-looking orcs that kind of bump into you. They're, they're moving through the crowd, and they kind of bump directly into you. Uh, instead of going around you and pushing you aside like they had been everyone else, uh, they stop. Because they notice that you're coming, that they notice that you're coming out of the LID building, and they notice your badges, and uh, they stop. And these orcs are kind of typical army orcs. They look like they may have just come out from the field. Uh, they've got kind of blood caked onto their 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 clothing. Uh, their axes and uh, blades are they're, they haven't been cleaned. They're kind of rusty and caked with blood, and uh, some of them have some kind of blood stains on their face. They just like look like kind of war torn uh, orcs. But they also are wearing the, the garb of the Continental Army. You know that they're not like rogue orcs or anything. They are army soldiers uh, that are part of this army that the High Council commands. And they bump into you and say, and the one in front says, Oh, just some folks we were looking for. We need to ask you some questions, fellows. I uh, move my hand to my knife. Okay. How visibly? Uh, it would be under my cloak, so it would just be like okay. off kind of to his side. We've got some questions for you. No need to, no, we don't mean to alarm you. We are looking for a friend of ours. Uh, we got into, we, we were stationed here recently. We got into town <coughs> the last last week or so, and uh, we, we're doing, doing our thing in town before we go out to the, uh, go up to the barn where we're stationed now. Uh, we've been in the city for about a week, and one of, one of our, uh, one of our, our our mates is is missing. We don't know where he is. And you look like investigators in this in this city. Um, have you have you heard tell of a, of an orc gone missing? Hadn't heard of it. As as the guy's speaking, Grim steps up to be uh, beside Jack. Okay. Uh, what's <clears throat> interesting about Jack is if you're just jumping in with us, um, part of his backstory <laughs> is that. Uh, he is a butcher, and he, his wife was uh, lost her life at the hands of a, a culling where these uh, the orcs, the Continental Army, came and they were they were taking trying to take his wife away or something happened, and his wife died, uh, and so now uh, part of uh, Jack's alter ego is that he captures orcs and tortures them 
Uh, it's not a frequent every night thing. It's happened what I think we decided like maybe four or five times in the last two years. Yeah. Um, but it has happened because he mentions this, and Jack, if you weren't always thinking about it, you do remember that you remember the the orc that you captured and killed in the city of of Lonesome uh, before all the campaign had begun, as he mentions this. And uh, you can't help but think that this is exactly what they're talking about. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so Grim steps up. But Grim, you don't know this about Jack. Yeah, neither Grim. one yeah. of us knows. Yeah, nobody yeah, knows we, this we about Jack. We haven't discussed anything about each other. Yeah, so he's, as he stands there, he says, So have, has, is, a, is there a war? Are you looking for him? Or I'll tell you his name. His name is Turok. Hmm. I do not know that name, nor have I seen the orc you are describing. Yeah, we haven't seen too many orcs around town, so. But is is it been? Would we have heard about this? You haven't heard about this. Okay. You haven't heard about a missing. Then Grim orc. Grim would say, uh, <coughs> "No, we have not heard anything about a missing orc, my friend." Are you Are you <laughs> sure? I, 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 we, he's been gone for a while. We're We're, we're a little bit. We're concerned if, if, because if we make it up to the barn without all of our crew, we're going to get the whip. So we're, we're we want to find we want Torque to come with us. Otherwise, we're going to get we'll get the whip when we get up there. You with the with the mask on. I, I can barely hear you. Will you take your mask off? Absolutely not. Oh, so that's how it's going to be, eh? Also, his mouth is exposed. Yeah. I, I, I know, <clears throat> but the, you do have something covering your face. Yeah. Uh, it says indirect sound. Well, I'm, I don't <clears throat> not intended to pull rank here, but we're caught in an army orc, so I don't care. I don't really. I'm not concerned with your your little investigative department here. Uh, we we as far as rank is concerned, uh, you have to listen to us. So pull that mask off and 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 tell me something about our missing orc friend. I have nothing to share about your missing orc friend. I don't know anything about him, and my mask is going to stay on. Alright, roll... Uh, I guess if you're trying to... I don't know if you're trying to intimidate or... We'll go for that. Um, yeah, roll for intimidation. Twelve. Okay, hold on. I need to... I think that might do it. <clears throat> do you roll... Do we roll against folks for that? I think so. I've looked into it, and in the rule book, I don't think it's quite clear. Okay. I would help, but I don't think Arlo's three foot nothing is going to All right. be very intimidating. You successfully intimidate the orc. Um, he is because uh, I was standing there. The orc stance. He turns from uh, he turns from like pressing in against you, trying to get you to take this mask off. He says, "All right, all right. Just it's not not that big a deal. We'll find him. Carry on." And they step out of your way and uh, keep walking. They're never going to find him. What is that? Did you say that out loud? Hmm? Did you say that out loud? Yeah. Jack, I... do you know something about this missing orc? Uh, perhaps. I never caught his name, but I may have seen that orc at one time. Hmm. You seen him around here? Was it around here? Yeah. Yeah. You, then... you, killed, him, you killed him in this city. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know. Exact <laughs> He's in your bag. No. Not around here. Around just, there. Just pushing like a leg deeper into the, the satchel. <laughs> nope. I like this. Keep going. As, what, 
That, you, in passing? You saw him in passing, or did you interact with him? Uh, it was an interaction on my part. He had not much to say on the matter. Were you sure it was the guy we're looking for? Like, how 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 well did you see him? I was pretty up close. I couldn't say for certain that it's the same one that they are looking for, but I will tell you that there's one less orc in the Continental Army to worry about. So, he's dead? Very. Did you kill him? In a way. In a way being yes or no? It wasn't me so much who killed him. It was Uh, a friend of mine. I would like to roll insight to see if uh, Madoon bro is lying. Well, he's yeah. not lying. <laughs> I mean, he's not lying. Grim wouldn't think, know that. I think Grim is rolling insight to... I think at the end of the day, it will be a decision where they're like, do I think I can get more information out of him? Or does nope. it... I mean... Wait, okay, go ahead, roll. I'm, I'm going to tell you what. I got a 17. I don't, that's not something you'd roll against. It's not. Hmm. I don't. I, I don't. It was persuasion. You, you could no. It's insight, wisdom. It's like to determine uh, what a character's gonna do, and like I think if they're telling the truth or not. Okay. I guess you could roll deception against. Yeah, them. I think you have to roll against that. There's no way for me to put a difficulty class on how yeah, well I got an eleven. So Jack takes me. his informa- holds his information. So yeah, so Grim, you know, there's more to, to there's more to what he's saying than just a friend has killed the orc. Do you feel like? sharing more? Because I feel like there's more. There's more to tell. You will find out in time. But that is all I feel as though I should say for now. Fair enough. Yeah, you are a strange and interesting character. Thank you, Arlo. I feel the same. <laughs> all right. You feel the same Just... that you are a strange and interesting character? Well, yes. <laughs> Just for reference, uh, Jack, I'm not condemning any actions that you or your friend may have taken. I hate orcs just as much as, probably more so than the average man, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I agree. There's, there's one less of them in the world. They've been causing all this trouble, you know. So, I, I think you I think you are right. I'm not going to say a thing. I would like to meet your friend sometime, though. I value both of your support. Uh, we will all be acquainted eventually. All right. By this time, you're by this time in the conversation, like nobody's listening to you. Like it's a big crowd. You're kind of working your way through this crowd, and and you're you're it's it's kind of an interesting privacy that you have in a city full of people because everyone is so concerned with their themselves. Everyone that that passes by you in this inner district of all the, of all the wealth is so concerned with exactly what they're doing, exactly what they're wearing. They're all trying to figure themselves out. They're all very concerned with just themselves. So by this time you make it to, um, you're standing before the inner marketplace, uh, if that's where you intended to be going. Thank God. It would have been awkward if there were like 50 people standing around like, did you really just say that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, tell me where you were going. I, I don't want to, last time you said you intended to go shopping, but I won't. I was going to the blacksmith to get a suit of armor. Okay. But as we get into the thing, I would speak to Arlo. Unless Arlo is just like, no, peace out. Okay, let me, let me do some description of the marketplace, and then we'll get right into that. Uh, so you guys cross over the city square. Uh, the kind of, It's a really a circle, because it's the inner circle of the city. You cross over it to your right is the constable's manor. This is where last week we'll say that Grim gave a wave to the constable way down. Uh, kind of under foot yeah. wave. He's really far away, but the constable is kind of coming out on his patio, and it's, <laughs> it's kind of a weird zoom in from his point of view to Grimm, who kind of just gives him this almost knowing wave, I assume. 
like, good morning, sir. It could work out, because he's just, like, just far enough away. He's like, do I know that guy? Yeah. Uh, so you guys cross over. That's to your right. You cross over the square. There's all kind of hustle and bustle going on in the in the circle here. Uh, people calling out to one another, uh, laughter. People enjoying coffee, enjoying a, a morning um, a morning breakfast there in the, the square at some of the tables uh, that are set out. You can see restaurants around with their uh, awnings and um, there are people sitting out there and, and having breakfast. And you cross over and you can see the the inner marketplace, which is kind of a long row of looks like concretes, these stone stalls that are. Uh, permanent that people every morning kind of back their carts up to or put their wares in and they kind of pay for these stalls uh, kind of like a flea market type situation like a really fancy version um, <laughs> I like that I, I do I like it I like getting the notice that like I'm in your head right now I know I know what you're talking about uh, and so at, and going down like uh, you know that the the lights they're not super luminous. Uh, now in the morning because it's daylight, but at night the there is the inner marketplace is lit with uh, magical dancing lights uh, that shed light on this place, and you can still see the the dimness of those dancing above the inner marketplace. So, oh no, they're constantly active. Okay. Yeah. Also, uh, one thing I want to uh, point out about the people that you see: most everyone that you see in this inner district, it's very very beautiful. Whether it's an elf, a dwarf, uh, a man, woman. Mirror. They seem to be, yeah. <laughs> they seem to be uh, very just visually appealing. Um, where would uh, Grimm's, where would the, the baker's house be? Uh, that's up to you. It depends on where you want them to live. If, the, if, you, if they are super wealthy, so it would be likely that they would, they would be in this inner district. Um, but it's it's a large district. It's not like it, you're a, a uh, no. It was you can just sit on it from here. But. I was just gonna make a joke because everybody there is really attractive, and I imagine Grim to just be plain. Just yeah, <laughs> he's weird. so average. It might make he's more sense in a minute. Average. No, it's, it's, I mention that. Um, but I thought Asimar were like, but he's yeah, Asimar. yeah. I think Grim is he's Asimar. Yeah. <laughs> The if you if you think about if you say like oh I'm gonna put Grimm in this Asmar box you're gonna mess up because I've made this weird it's it, it'll be a fun explanation as we get as we kind of dole out the explanation about Grimm but I didn't know Os- I'm fairly fresh at like all the DM or the Dungeons and Dragons lore so I don't know about all the races and everything so Zena said I want to play Asmar I was like I didn't know that exists those are that race doesn't exist in my world so we'll have to work <clears> then uh, so we'll, we'll we'll figure that out and I think it'll be a good payoff when we figure that out but. You're in the marketplace. Hey. And you're heading in, Grim, Arlo. Get to it. Um, yeah. <coughs> Arlo, I never really got to thank you properly for your assistance in the uh, boxing match against Fatty. Hey, man. Ain't nothing to it. Well, I still feel obligated, at the very least, to, to offer some gold or perhaps an item from the market. Um, I don't really have need anything. Um, if you want me to hold on to some of your gold, that's fine. All right. So I'll, I'll give out uh, 30 gold then cool. to you. Take it. Nice. I'll take it. Good moments. We got some jolly vibes this morning. Jolly. Some, some goodness happening. I take 30 gold? You take 30 gold, man. Jolly vibes. How does, vibe, how like does that work with Arlo? Because oh, like, yeah. being the whole druid thing, he doesn't do well with metal. I would imagine... Why don't we call it like the... Soft metals, like so, gold wouldn't really affect him. Maybe that'll work. Um, that'll work. You got to be or able to handle currency. Metals yeah. like uh, gold is like an alchemic 
metal, so it's oh, magical sure. in nature. And more pure in mm-hmm. thought. Sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know what gold thinks about all day, but I'm mean, <laughs> being shiny. I tru- Dragon bellies. I truly, oh. appre- I truly appreciate your thought to be like dead on with the metal thing. I would be hard pressed to think there's anybody out there concerned about you touching gold, but they might be. And I, and right. I, I, kudos to you. I'm pointing at the camera for our podcast listeners. <laughs> And I'm pointing All at the, now. I'm pointing at the mic for the podcast listeners. Uh, okay, so you guys are in the marketplace. Where are you headed? What are you looking for? Arlo doesn't really have need of anything or want of anything. He's just like a simple kind of guy. Okay. So I'm just kind of following these guys and you know seeing if they could get up to any trouble. So Arlo's Arlo's hat bobbing along behind these other two tall gentlemen. That's right. <laughs> um, like a classy shadow. Okay, so. Uh, Grim, you know what you want, so I guess if you want to... You're heading straight for a blacksmith? Yeah. Okay, so in the inner marketplace, everyone... the There's one main blacksmith. There's people who sell blacksmith wares, but there's one actual smith who does his smithing in the inner marketplace. Um, and so you walk down, and you can hear the, the ting of his hammer on the anvil uh, from a distance away as you walk down the marketplace. There's not a whole lot of people hanging out by uh, the, the blacksmith. Did you um, say he's the only blacksmith? Or he's, he's the most like well known. He's the most well known, but he's the only blacksmith that actually does his work in the inner marketplace. The rest bring the wares from from other areas of the city or elsewhere. But uh, this this person is the, um, the only actual forge in the marketplace, and he is he is well respected because of it. his work is well respected. Uh, so you make your way down to uh, it's kind of at the at the corner of one of the intersections of the the marketplace. Uh, and he's he's posted up on a, a real big stall on one of the corners. You can hear the the tang of the hammer hitting the anvil as you approach. Uh, this actual this uh, very kind and kind of simple looking orc. Uh, he is behind the thing hammering down and just really focused on his work. Uh, not a whole lot of people looking around at him. Not a whole lot of people in the market for uh, steel right now. Does Grim know him? Have you visited typically visit the inner marketplace? That's, that's why I was asking if he was the only one because I imagine like. Grim wouldn't be out cutting down trees, but he'd run errands mm-hmm. for for the thing. So maybe he got weapons repaired or something. Yeah, Not weapons, um, tools. I would I would say the the logging companies probably don't use this blacksmith. <laughs> they probably use a more uh, but affordable oven. Yeah, you know oven. You okay. know I don't know if you've ever had a conversation, but you know oh this is Krong is his name. His name is his name is Krong, and you know that Krong is the blacksmith in the marketplace. Okay, so then walking up, uh, Jack, are you following? Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I I just decide that Grim is not troubled by this man just sure. thing being an orc. Yeah, so, he is. Um, and I don't know if we discussed orcs in this world, but orcs, I was going to say Arlo is kind of confused. Yeah, cause orcs I'll, are. Like, I'll mention this. Orcs, yeah. orcs. The Continental Army is an army that was manufactured by the High Council to do their bidding. Uh, it used to be uh, each region had their own militia, but the High Council in recent years have uh, centralized the army so that they have control of it. Uh, but orcs are manufactured, to the public knowledge, orcs are manufactured for military service. Uh, they're due to their lack of emotion and kind of bloodthirsty nature. But uh, the public also knows that this manufacturing process can typically go, can sometimes go wrong. If an orc uh, is manufactured, he comes out of that process with too many emotions, or if he's not intelligent enough, or what have you, they just uh, port, the they, they kind of send them away. They send them away from the army and they... They um, 
I forget what the word is. They discharge them from the army and they send them off to make a li- make a life for themselves on the mainland, mm-hmm. just like anybody else. Uh, it's very it's it's fairly fairly rare to see an orc that's not in the army, but they do exist, and you guys know that. All right. So walking up, uh, Grim would say to the to the gathered party, um, "This blacksmith is an orc named Krong. Don't let that trouble you. He is not part of the Continental Army. He is just a blacksmith." Fairly nice, from what yeah, I hear. Yes, he has a, a reputation. So, I tell you, we, we know this, though, right? I mean, we know that not all orcs are part of the army. Yeah, we, but... Arlo has not ever met one, so... Okay. And at, also, first, at first, Arlo is just kind of like, no, I don't know about this, but being on, on Grimm's word, he's like, all right, yeah. Also, okay. we just we just had the, the issue. So Grimm's still a bit, yeah, like, yeah, upset sure. at that. Like, he's, he's still angry with those other ones, so he's, like, kind of keeping himself, keeping himself in check and being like, hey, don't freak out. Worry not, Grim. I know the difference between the Continental Army and your average orc. Very good. Well, your average orc is in the Continental (laughs) Army. And your special case orc. Special case. (laughs) Forget they're not common folk. Mm -hmm. So you walk up to him? Yeah. Uh, You say anything? Hello, Chrome. He's kind of focused. Hello. How, How does the day find you, my friend? It is a beautiful morning. (laughs) <laughs> yes, it's I, I am inclined to agree. Um, listen, I am recently hired with the LID, and I am uh, in need of a better suit of armor. I can make armor. Very good. Krong's armor is some of the best in the inner marketplace. That sounds good to me. Um, <coughs> I, I'm going to ask for half plate, I guess. Okay, I'm really circling in on his voice, so I'll land there eventually. That's fine. Yeah, just for uh, sti- not statistic, what's the thing? Logistic purposes, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is that fine? Yeah. What? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll handle it in character, but yeah, he had. Okay. What kind of armor do you want? Um, nothing too bulky, nothing extremely heavy. I need to be kind of light on my feet. Also, I've just never been a fan of that, but. Um, Maybe something with plate, mm. perhaps. Very well. One of the medium-range armors, if you will. I think I've got exactly what you need. And he, he like, goes under his stall and rumbles around. You can hear, like, uh, he tosses his hammer down on the ground and he, um, like, pulls out a thing and kind of rifles through it. You see some leather come out and uh, you, you hear the, the clink of some, some um, metals. And then he pulls a big chest piece that is half-plate armor out and he says... Will this do for what you want? Light on your feet, but also can take a hit. It will. Is that the only piece you have, or is it a full suit? It is a full suit. I just got something for an example. Hard to hold the full suit up. Bespoke. Indeed. Just questioning. Yes, uh, how much for the full suit? Let me see. He he looks at the, a ledger on his, like... He's got, like, the the prices are written in really big... Uh, fonts on his uh, notebook. It's not facing you. It's just he, he like has to flip. There's like two things on each sheet. They're just in really big letters. And he flips up. Ten minutes later. Yes. Oh, no. No. Oh, it will be... No. 85 gold pieces. I can swing that. Big spender. 
He's impressed. He flips his book back down. Uh, also, if you're looking into his shop, he has several uh, several things displayed. He has some leather armor displayed, some studded leather armor, hide armor, kind of hanging up in the back of his uh, shop. Uh, he's got some. Uh, he's got a couple rapiers, a warhammer, battle axe, longsword, short sword, scimitar, and a trident. Uh, but the trident is like displayed uh, in kind of a not in a case, but it, it looks the the trident seems to be the centerpiece of his display in the back. Uh, it's on the nicest hooks, and it's got kind of a, a sheen. It looks well polished, and the the wood is kind of a a a swirled. Wood that goes down the handle looks really very beautiful. Kind of cool. So I, I hand him the golden and okay. take the armor. I'm just gonna go ahead Thank and put you. it on right there. Okay. So yeah, you're you're stepping into your armor. And yeah, I, I take off my uh, my overcoat. Okay. I imagine that was the leather armor There's I had nothing on. Under. Yeah. So sure. I take that off and start putting on the pieces. You know, shame, man. Crong, wasn't it? Crong, yeah. Arlo wants to walk up to him and and offer to shake his hand. Crong is your new Crong, right? Yes, my name is Kronk. And he sits his giant orc hand over his stall and shakes your, your halfling hand. Tiny little hand. Know me hand. How long have you known uh, Green? You're not a halfling. You're a gnome. I'm so sorry, Josh. I'm very gnome. I'm a halfling in the other campaign we're playing. So. Shoot. Gosh, I need to change a lot of our descriptions of that type. I just, for some reason, yesterday when I was uploading stuff, I said you were halfling. Uh, so I'm going to go back and change that. Angry good But, sorry, you're speaking to me. Hey, Kronk, how long have you known our friend Grim here? I don't know, Grim. That your name? Yes. Sorry, my name is Grim. It's a pleasure to meet you, Chrome. Nice to meet you. Mm. I thought y'all might have like bumped into each other at some point. So. No. No. I cool. see. I see a lot of people. Don't know many. Cool. Well, you seem like a nice guy. We're we're friends now, so good to meet you. That's nice. Mm. It feels good to be a friend. Hey. What is uh, Burb doing? Burb is with you. I forgot to describe. In, oh, I in recent, was hanging back. Yeah, in recent episodes, uh, Jack Law won a slave in a game of poker, essentially, uh, and now they're following behind uh, Arlo is a kinku uh, wearing kind of tattered purple robes, uh, and he is walking behind with uh, uh, Arlo now because kind of Jack uh, exchanged the ring. Uh, I believe it was that. Uh, that makes him a slave. But also they took the collar off. I have the collar. Yeah, the, he had a, a, an enslaving collar. So now Burb is with you by choice. He is not a slave. He is mm-hmm. he is hanging around with you by choice. Uh, so Burb is kind of just kind of silently taking everything in. Every now and again you can hear him repeat something that someone says or whatever. Like every now and again you can hear him say, Good morning. How you doing? Because <laughs> uh, the way he speaks is he repeats things that uh, he hears. Uh, so he is kind of standing beside you as you have this conversation. And Kronk says... Who is this little fellow? Well, this this is our friend Burb. He's uh, um, he he's recently um, on on his own, so we're we're kind of showing him around town and stuff like that. So, yeah. Burb says, "Fee, come on, friend." <laughs> uh, yeah, and when Burb speaks, he repeats things in the voices of the people who hear who he heard it from. So try to imagine that if I don't pull it off so well. <laughs> He's got all these tattered clothes and stuff. Does yeah. he have any... I mean, I know he's got armor and stuff like that, but does he have just, like, regular robes? Krong does not have anything like that, but there are several other vendors in the in the inner marketplace that you guys can visit that do have clothing. There you go. Um, I want to find something for Burb. When Burb kind of tweets up Krong, like, 
reaches a hand over and gives him a pat says nice to meet you <laughs> yeah he doesn't, he doesn't crush him or anything um he says uh before you go can I show you something I like to show it to everyone oh sure um, Unless, Jack, I don't know All if right. you want to order, uh, ask for anything. He's kind of, Jack's kind of to the back. He's not facing towards them. He's kind okay, of just gotcha. watching the marketplace. He said, Kronk says, you don't have to buy it, but I like to show people it's my best work. I work on it a lot. I really like the handle. Back is me trident. A name's Poxy. <laughs> it's a good name for a trident. Thank you. All does right. It, does it poke well? That pokes through. I've never tried it on anyone. <laughs> I never tried I don't, it. I don't really like to hurt things. I just like to work with the metal. But I just like to show, show, show folks. You are a true craftsman, sir. Thank you. Is there anything special about the trident? It just looks real good. Mm. It, it, I imagine it pokes pretty well. It's got a nice weight to it. Other than that, it's just my, 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 <coughs> my pretty pokesy. How much would you sell it for? I would sell it for probably 30 gold pieces. Mm. I can make another one, you see. But it sure is not. I, again, I'm not trying to make you buy like anything. I, I swear, I just I, re- I just like to show it off. That's pretty cool. It is impressive. Tell me, I imagine, like as I, I yeah. dropped the hammer on the ground and, yeah. and changed, what can you tell me about this? What, oh, what do you my. think of this? He, he his eyes his his eyes get wide. Uh, he kind of reaches the hand out and like puts his hand on the handle and like feels the head of the hammer. He says, "I've never seen a hammer like this before. Looks kind of like a hammer, but also kind of like an axe. Odd, indeed. That's about all I know about it. I've just seen it here. Would you be interested in purchasing it? Sure." I, I don't see why not. You'll get rid of your epic hammer. Uh, how much uh, How much do you think it's worth? Well, i never seen anything like it. I don't know really the worth of the, the maker's brand here. Um, i buy it for 20 gold pieces. It's right heavy. I could at least melt it down into something else. Indeed. Would you like to... Sell it to me. I mean, I'll, I've got 20. You just gave me several gold pieces. I'll give you 20 back if you'd like. Not at the moment, no. I was just curious about the craftsmanship and if you would be willing to buy it at oh. perhaps a later date. All right. What about 30? I, I kind of like it now. Instead of that, why don't you just trade it to me for the trident? Trade... To try to oh it. no no no! I can't I can't bring myself to trade away, Poxy. But you said Poxy was thirty gold. I did. So then, what's the problem? Grim, people have tried to come and reason with Krong before. <laughs> it's not worked for them. It won't work for you. <laughs> I just a lot. I want to sell the trident. Don't want to trade the trident. It feels like it's worth more than a trade. I don't know anything about this Emma. I might be taking a loss. They tried to reason, but they were unreasonable. <laughs> Sorry. Fair enough. Krong. I'll take I'll take your thirty gold. I, I am a simple I am a simple orc. I just hand him thirty gold. <laughs> 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 he hands it to me like I'll take Poxy. <laughs> you're buying the trident. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so you really will buy Poxy? I will. Yeah. All right. 
So he takes Pokesy off the thing, and like as he brings it to you, he like pets it. He's like, "Good Pokesy, yes." All right, girl, you need to poke someone good for us. I don't like to do it, but you need to go and really stick someone, okay? I'll miss you. And he hands the he hands the um the trident to you, Grim. Thank you, Krong. Take good care of my hammer. Now, would you? He <laughs> takes the gold this pocket that you just gave me says alright here's your gold 30 for the hammer <laughs> you already paid me for the hammer I paid you? I thought you paid me for the triumph no that was the thing he gave me the gold and I just like held it for a second and I was like I'll take Poxy okay yeah I'm sorry but that's, gotcha. that's what I was trying to do e- either way it's just as silly <laughs> okay so yeah alright I think we squared up I appreciate doing business with you. I wish Jack was on it. How do you make any money? <laughs> You're close by, I imagine, right? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not paying any attention. Okay, to you. Gotcha. Fifty-five off of me today. Hmm. Yeah, he, yeah, I profited. So, what what does uh, Poxy do? Uh, Poxy is a trident. <laughs> uh, I have the weapon sheet right here. That is all. I mean, I have. Um, Maybe a spear. No, it's it's. There are actual tridents in the game. I think there should be mm-hmm. trident. There's somewhere. One d six piercing. Yeah. Okay. She does one d eight. Oh baby. Poxy's extra. Poke. Also, don't forget she's extra sharp. <laughs> extra strong. But it's versatile. So if I were to wield it with both hands, is that one d ten? Oh, yeah, if you rule it with both hands, yeah, that's what first one Okay, you can hold it with one hand and deal like one d. Sure. Dope. What's the difference? Like, you have to. Do uh, you just have to mention <clears throat> that I do it with two hands, or yeah. is there well, some like, sort of penalty for it? You can't use a shield if you do that. Okay, and then that'll lower your AC by gotcha. two. Cool. But yeah, I think it's just like a for this attack, I will use my versatile trait. You wield it with both hands. Sure, that's cool. I guess. Yeah, I don't mind that. You define um, it. Yeah. I'm not proficient. As you friend. leave Krong, he says, <coughs> "Don't forget to tell your friends when they see your w- w- see my wares to tell them that it's Krong strong." <laughs> Will do. Again, goodbye. Thank you. <laughs> and so he, uh, the orc Krong waves goodbye to you. He's very pleased to uh, <laughs> to meet a new friend. But before you leave, Burb looks up to Krong and says, "Krong strong." <laughs> Walks walks away with Arlo. Take it easy, Crown. Good to meet you. Okay, where are y'all headed now? There, there are several more shopkeepers. Uh, there are people. There are, a lot of people sell linens and clothings and robes uh, in the uh, inner marketplace. But you also know it to be a place where you can find magical items or, or items of interest. Uh, if that's there. something that y'all are interested in, <clears throat> I'd like to just find something for Burb that's not a rag. Okay. Do y'all want to have tattered rooms? Sure. Y'all have y'all want to have these conversations as you leave the uh, the blacksmith. Yeah, I imagine Grim is like strapping the trident to his back. Yeah, strapping. Arlo, you've never been here before, but you asked Krong for some clothing. (coughs) Yeah, is there a place where you can find simple mere bird-shaped clothing around here? Uh, yeah, I believe so. And I like point off to a thing. Yeah, I I shall lead the way. Indication. Okay, Burb. Burb also repeats. Burb shaped clothing. <laughs> uh, Jack, what are you doing at this point? Uh, I'm just going to follow them. Okay. 
You're just kind of taking it in and, and walk, looking around the marketplace? Yeah. I don't, I don't think I really have it. Well, I'll see what's in the shops, like if there's any magic weapons or anything like that cool. to catch my eye. All right. Uh, so you guys walk to uh, another um, area. Uh, there's an old woman that is kind of nearby. She is selling, you can see that she sells fabrics. There's a lot of fabrics hanging in her stall. Uh, there's clothing and robes hanging around there. And some of the, the robes are just absolutely gorgeous. They're, they look well made, well sewed. They've got a lot of uh, different designs on them and stuff. There's some good looking clothing, but they also look fairly sturdy. And she seems to have a lot of options, whether it be the very decorated down to the not so not so ornate. And uh, you, as you pass by, she says, "Hello, little uh, bird, little bird person." Yeah. Not you, the bird person. Oh. The bird looks at her. I, for- yeah, you, <laughs> I forgot. I'm the bird person. <laughs> bird looks at her. <laughs> bird looks at her and says, "Bird." <laughs> and bird turns towards this old lady who's walking. Um, over there and, and she says um, you look like you need some some new clothes little one hmm. what does Burb say uh, he just walks up I assume I was going to wait to see if y'all reacted to Burb separating himself from you or well, you she have, was addressing Burb so yeah you have clothes for him yes I do ah dang this voice <laughs> you're doing yes, better I, than I can right yes, now yes I do ah well, I could for a price. How much? What is your price, old woman? For little birdman here, we'll say ten gold just for some new robes for him. After all, you are in the inner marketplace. I'd like ten to pay for it. You want to pay for it? Yep. I'll pay for half. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I feel good. Yeah. Okay. You kind of Burb has my money, so yeah, paying for half of it steals half my thunder. Okay, fine, go for it. Go for it. Uh, you do. You. you said I. I'm picturing this conversation happening out loud. It doesn't matter who pays for it as long as it's paid for. I didn't picture that happening out loud. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll pay for his uh, clothing. All right. So she takes ten gold from you, and she. All right, now that I have your gold, what color would you like? She has, you just, you say the word. Bird, this is up to you. Choose, walk over to anyone you want. Okay. Um, Burb walks over to... It's flamingo pink. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. As was yeah. I. Bird. I was thinking one with like a big, like... Feathery boa and everything. No. <laughs> You're just going to uh, look like a they're just, robe, they're, they're just little robes with hoods on them. Uh, Burb walks over and he picks out just the the purest white version of of the robe, uh, but this one has um, a red hood that he picks out uh, and he, he he goes and he points up to the wall and there's this white robe hanging there with a, a red hood but with a white inner lining of the hood um, and he points and he says that one <laughs> and she says alrighty I'll get you that one. 
He pulls it down, gives it to him. Burb immediately like disrobes in public. <laughs> like, yeah, Burb says, "Master," <laughs> and he like pulls his uh, robes off in the middle of the in the middle of the street, and he's just this naked Burb person there for a second as she hands him the new robe, and he slips his new robe on. It's 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 just crystal clean. It's it's just perfectly. Clean. That's not correct. <laughs> it's just perfectly clean. It's he, he's just. Burb, you've never seen Burb look quite as pleased as he looks right now, and he's just kind of almost like chirping to himself and just looking down, uh, looking at his uh, his shirt, looking at his new robe, and, and flipping his hood on and off, and just saying, "Burb, Burb's looking pretty good." Mm, I agree. <laughs> Burb says, "Burb's looking pretty good," <laughs> uh, and he says he he ekes out a Thank pretty darn good. Uh, to the lady says, Oh, you're welcome. Everything for a price. It's <laughs> wrong. Every, everything it's for just, a price. You just like look up and it's crong with like a marionette. <laughs> yeah. Everything for a price. You see a bunch of wigs in the back. <laughs> yeah. Didn't intend for her to be British whenever I started, but it just happened. It's like a weird switch in my brain. Uh, I was wondering inside of his thing it, it says what is she? strong. She is actually the uh, she is um just an old human woman. Oh, yeah. uh, she's got gray hair in a braid that comes down the back of her head but it goes over her shoulder and down like her front almost down to like her belly button. Uh, she's very old but she seems well put together. She's wearing very nice robes and she says If you've got any more coin, I've got some very beautiful robes I could sell you. They Make you look beautiful. No, nah, I don't want to hurt anybody. <laughs> nah. Right. She laughs. <laughs> do, do I have to roll to know what she's talking about? No. Okay. Uh, they, they're they literally like magic robes. And now yeah. that you hear her say that, you kind of know that it's almost a, a rich people thing to buy these magical robes that make them look more attractive. Uh, and that's what these robes are. They're robes that when you put them on, they make you, they turn you into, like, they make you look like a cookie cutter rich person, attractive, kind of like what you're seeing on the way through the marketplace. I have no need for your cheap illusions, madam. Good day. <laughs> I won't tell you. <laughs> she, like, grabs her chest and, uh, and just seems very distraught that you would say something like that to her. Just, don't care. I don't need your gold anyway. So right now, Burb looks like he has, like, you know, the. The big chin with the cleft. No, in the, yeah, these these oh, the sure. robes he bought are not those robes. I was not, wondering. No, uh-uh. Yeah, he just turns into Hassel, a little short Hasselhoff. <laughs> um. Anyway, so is everybody walking away? Or Grim has just told his woman off. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and yeah, walk away. That's, that's a as good you, exit. As you leave, Burp says, "Cheap illusions, woman." <laughs> and, and walks away and gives her a harumph <laughs> as he walks off. So it doesn't do anything for his looks, but his personality is slightly yeah, shifted. Bird follows y'all's lead. Mm. So yeah, like if if all the whole time you were kind to this woman, he's happy to be kind. As soon as that that tide turns, he's with you. <laughs> mm. I seem to be missing some gold, but Bird got some nice loafers on. Real quick. <laughs> Oh, the room, I anyway. think we've found our next giveaway item. Oh. A bird? I'm oh. still waiting for the hammer. <laughs> Just massive, like, none of us can actually move. <laughs> uh, whenever you are walking away, Burb is in the back. 
Uh, Arlo, if you're back nearby him, you turn around and you notice that Burv has leaned down and stuck his hand into underneath like the p- tablecloth of this woman's stall, like he's reaching for something. Uh, Burv, what are you doing? Coin. No, no, you already you already got coins. You don't need any coins. Already got coins. <laughs> and he stops and goes with you. That's their coins. You keep your coins. Their coins. Okay, so yeah, he, he's with. I forgot his master was broke both the time. Yeah, so he uh, so yeah he stops trying to take. He rolled a nat one <laughs> to take to steal. <laughs> Just reaches under the table like explodes. Yeah, but like, but luckily he was the old woman. Luckily he was so short coins. that uh, she couldn't see him. It was just you that that, that noticed him. Um, so yeah, you guys are walking away. Um, I'd hate to make this just a shopping episode, but you oh, mentioned magic items, <laughs> and Grim is all about that. I, I think I'm entertained at this point, so hopefully everyone else is. It's character. Uh, yeah. Uh, so as you're walking down, you, Dennis, you have aviator glasses now. You know that the Mad Grim being a resident of this town and, and really a resident of the inner the inner the inner district here and probably frequenting the inner marketplace, you know that. The magic item scene is a little bit less stable in the inner marketplace. There's there's sometimes uh, magic weapon vendors and there's sometimes people who bring just trinkets, uh, but it's kind of kind of a, a revolving door. It's not there's not Bill's uh, magic swords uh, thing. It's just whatever whoever's there that day selling magic stuff is selling magic stuff, and there's kind of a section for that. And as you walk towards that, you hear. Come and get free some items from Frigis. We have beautiful magical items today. Frigis, come and get them. I heard free oh, items from Frigis. Did I say free? You free. you did. You yeah. said free, and then free? you're like, wait a minute, let me correct, and then you yeah. switched. It so was a free. Frigis, items that aren't free, but you'll feel free once you have them. Frigis. <laughs> free of coin, no doubt. Gentlemen, I am confused but intrigued. I'm going to go check it out. Uh, I exp- uh, Grim would frequent the market. Like, well, if he's passing, he wouldn't frequent it. But if he's passing through, he'll definitely like go and check out the magic items. Mm-hmm. Um, so he <clears throat> I get, he would know that. He looks down to uh, to Arlo and says, "Don't get your hopes up, Arlo. It, it doesn't always pan out in your favor. But I am intrigued as well. It has piqued my rural interest. Indeed, Bird says interest. I haven't seen a stall like this. I'd like to go as well. All right." All right, so you guys head over to Frigis. You see a dwarf kind of moving around on his table. He's got a, just just one table stall, and he's on a... You can tell he's on a platform on the back to keep his height uh, up above the, the thing. And he's, he looks to be kind of a middle-aged, middle, middle aged, but he looks that he's very concerned with his appearance. He's got... His beard is very well trimmed. His hair is kind of done, done in a uh, very styled fashion with a lot of... Uh, product, a lot of gel Just or whatever it is. They, some lard that they have kind of slick yeah. back. Uh, and he says, Well, hello. Of bacon. Well, hello, boys. Welcome to Frigis's Magic Item Shop. What can I do you for? Hello, dwarf. I assume you are Frigis? I am Frigis. That's what they call me. What's your name? Grim. What items do Grim. you have? That's a cool name. Thank you. Scary, too. Mr. Frigis, your, your, your fellow outside said you had some free stuff? Uh, he's, he's saying I have free things 
I don't have free things. Well, I thought I heard. Nothing's free in the inner marketplace, boys. Nothing's free. You have any good discounts? But also, I cannot be held accountable for whatever my messenger says outdoors. That's the law. <laughs> I'm just, just looking, looking away. It's not, okay. <laughs> That's the law, baby boys. You want some magic items? I'll tell you what I got. Yes, please. I've, I've asked this question. Okay. I apologize. I get excited when people come into my shop. Asking for free things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, asking for free things. All right, so he goes through some... Daddy's on his table... I'll just tell you on his on what you see on the table, <clears throat> and you can kind of ask about it. So you see uh, a coin there, uh, a fairly large coin sitting on the table. Uh, you see a ring as well sitting beside that coin, kind of equally spaced. There's a big, what looks to be like a horseshoe-looking magnet... Uh, it doesn't have like the red and gray color, but it definitely it doesn't look like a horseshoe. It looks very like a like a magnet. Uh, there's another ring to the right of that ring, or to the right of that magnet-looking thing, and just to the right of that is a one uh, short sword. It looks very finely made, and on um, the the hilt um, is, is black, and the the hand guard, whatever, whatever you, what do you call that? I forget. That is the hilt. Guard. The well, the hilt's also the handle. That whole thing. Are you talking about? It's just a guard. Yeah, yeah, sure. That it's kind of got a uh, kind of um, its mouths kind of coming out of each other. Like it start like at the the sword. The sword goes up, and at the right by the sword, uh, there's one mouth, and coming out of that mouth is another mouth, and out of that mouth is another mouth, getting bigger until it makes that cross guard uh, in the sword, and the the sword is kind of. Kind of, if you remember Bilbo Baggins' sword from The Hobbit, kind of rounded out as it comes back in a little bit. Is it like a gladius Sting. kind of Sure. Yeah, kind of like a yeah, like a Roman gladiator sword thing. Cool. So that's what he has on the table, and he kind of as when you say what do you got, he just opens his arms wide oh and looks Slide. down and looks down at his table. That's a freaky looking sword you have there. Oh. I'm going to ignore it for now. What do these two rings do, my oh, man? Very, very well. These two rings. Well, the ring on your left is what I like to call the ring of tracking. The owner of this ring always knows where it is. That's it? If you wear it, you know where it is. Other rings don't do that, my friend Grim. Okay. If you don't know. Yes, I, I do know, rings. but that is trash. Does it have to be on your finger for the... Enchantment to take effect. Good question. <laughs> What's your name? My name is Jack. Good question, Jack. You almost caught me. But no. Because <laughs> whenever you... You know where it is. If, if you toss this ring in the lavatory and let it flow down to the river, you'll know exactly where it is. How much is the ring? This ring is 25 gold coins. Will you take 20 for it? Why should I? Because I only have 20. Rule persuasion. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> LID, this is evidence. What'd you roll? Oh, I rolled a three. Oh, uh, yeah, he says... No, wait, I have, I have persuasion. Yeah. Or is rather charismatic. <laughs> he says aloud, and he says, Sorry, baby. 25 is all that will do. Fair enough. I don't know if maybe one of your friends would want to help me out. <laughs> um, some extra coin I can't spend. Yeah, I'll, I'll do a persuasion it. check hmm? as well. You spend it. Do what? You said you can't spend. 
everything all everything this merchant has is metal. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh okay. okay, I understand what you mean now. I, I flipped you five. I got a twelve. Yeah, that'll work. Twelve Burp. for what? Uh, persuasion to help out. Uh, Are you sure you won't take twenty? I guess I'll use his original role, like if we're all going to this persuasion attempt to try and to, so he said like so he Jack Law doesn't seem very convincing about that's Would not I all just the roll again because you're helping me. I wasn't directly helping you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll do. We'll do it this way. So he he just wasn't convinced that you didn't have more than twenty <clears throat> gold. He thought you were just haggling with him. Uh, so when Grim leans over and what do you say to him? Um, I just like put my elbow on the table and like, are you sure you won't take twenty gold, my friend? And he leans over to the table and he says, Grim for you. I'll take 20. <laughs> All right. Says <laughs> that bald head, I can see myself in it. <laughs> I like that. There you um, go, Jack. Give him 20 gold pieces All right, and cool. that ring. Now, so, what's, what's, what? Go ahead. What's this other ring do? To my the right? other ring, baby, <clears throat> is quite a ring. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to call this. Now, get ready for your socks to be blown right off. Arlo doesn't wear socks. I call the ring this of sock removal. <laughs> I call this, yeah. I call this the ring of roundup. Like, want to know the what spray? it does? Want to know what this bad boy does? I do. Yes. It attracts butterflies. Really? Not only that, it allows the wheel to control to control one tiny insect at a time. How much? Fifteen. I'll take it. <laughs> Very <100. Will. laughs> I'm making my money today. One mosquito. Um, that's a coffee pot. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> the camera also sounds the same sometimes. Two oh five, my friend. Now remember, it attracts butterflies. Be careful if you're freed of butterflies. I like butterflies. That's why I bought it. Okay. Cool. Mothra cool, my man. <laughs> I cast no judgment. <laughs> that's what this device is for. Yeah. Uh, Burb is also judgment. looking up at the uh, at the stuff, and he kind of looks down at his own his stuff, his his own supplies, because he has a bow and arrow, and a couple of uh, little arrows on his back, very small, like a short bow. And he also has a little rusty sword that he keeps in his scabbard. Uh, and he pulls it out, and Burb looks at it, and he says, because uh, earlier Grim said the word trash and he called all this stuff trash and it seemed like he didn't like it so Burb says trash and he looks at his sword and he puts it on the table what do you see up there that you like Burb he puts it he goes to reach for the sword that's on the table and Frieda says whoa 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 little bird man we're not touching the merchandise unless we're buying the merchandise do you know what I mean well, how much is that sword uh, you don't know what want to know what it does, but <laughs> absolutely, I'll tell you what it is. I'll it's that's sort of going to cost you twenty five gold pieces. Cool. Now tell me what it does. I'll tell you what it does, Arlo. So I don't know your name. Back there flexing. Yeah, like he is Johnny all, Bravo. Yeah, the, yeah. Just <laughs> is all about himself. Who are? Just is absolutely all about himself. Just let me tell you. What's your name, young man? Arlo. Arlo. That's pretty man. <laughs> let me tell you what this sword is. This sword's called the Screaming Sword. I'll take it. Oh, hey. Like Soul Leader. <laughs> You'll take it. I don't know right. what it does, though. Okay, so you you are taking it, though, before. Well, I don't know what it does. Why would I take it? You just... Because you just said you'd take it, baby. All, all those <laughs> tell me what it does. Strange mannerisms. Very well. I'll tell you what it does. 
This is a tiefling made sword. They make some fine swords, them tieflings. Uh, once you unsheath it, it inflicts one sonic damage on a wielder. Excuse me, it's real loud, this sword. I'll tell you the mechanics in a second. Uh, when you un- whenever you unsheath this sword, things are going to get real loud. And it's yeah. going to hurt just a little bit. But whenever you stick it in somebody, it's going to hurt them just a little bit more. And then it gets quiet. Mechanically, you take, you take one sonic damage whenever the sword is unsheathed. Uh, and any... Any person you hit with it, so it the takes, wielder takes one sonic yes. damage. Oh, yeah, dang. and the uh, person you hit with it takes an extra d4 of sonic damage whenever you hit it with them. Also, there's a Reddit thread called 100 kind of low-level magical items that I would like to give credit to. I had the <coughs> user written down at one point that posted it, but I don't know if he made them all. So uh, I do want to. I'm not making these up. You are our hero, anonymous yep. hero. Thunder damage is the damage for sound. Okay. Just throw sure. that out there. Gotcha. Barb, is that the one you want? Yes. 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 <laughs> he you goes through go several quiet. yeses. All the yeses he's ever heard. Okay. He says, he, uh, Burb says, got gold, buy it. And he takes out his gold and he puts the pouch of gold, like the whole pouch on the, uh, on the table. <laughs> okay, so he takes it back, and uh, he says, much. 20, 25? Yeah, yeah, sorry. 25, and he pick, yeah, 25 gold, little bird man. <laughs> so he takes out the gold and hands it to him, mm-hmm. uh, and Burb says, and so when Burb grabs the sword, like, you, everyone just hears this massive, like, screech, <laughs> and Burb, like, immediately slides it into the Scabbard, like, <laughs> with a very frightened face, like, straps it to his, to his waist. And Bird looks a little bit confused and a little bit frustrated at his purchase. <laughs> okay. Has Burb now, like, learned to mimic that sound? Uh, Burb didn't power. Yeah, you can kind of hear him quietly going, <laughs> like, yeah, trying to do it, but not try to hurt anybody with it. There was another not trying one. Coin? There was a coin a as well as uh, yeah, oh, yeah, horseshoe magnet looking situation. Okay. I don't have any money anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> what do these other two items do? Well, let me tell you something. This coin of certainty has mm. done me a business has done me business many times. Mm. This coin always lands on heads, baby. And he takes it and he flips it and like the the coin it is very obviously a heads and a tail side, uh, and it bounces and it uh, the first time it flops on heads, and he says, oh, "Hold on, just a second. And he flips it again, and this time it does land on tails. But like the, as soon as it lands on tails, it kind of does an extra bounce and lands on heads. Can I test that? Absolutely. I, I pick it up and just like hold it an inch above the table and drop tails on the thing. Yeah, it hits the table as tails and then bounce. Okay, you're holding the coin like this. Yeah. Well, it's, he said big. I didn't. Yeah, know. sorry. Yeah, it's not like a saucer plate. It's like a 50, like a little bit bigger than fifty cent piece. Uh, probably <coughs> two inches across. Um, <clears throat> so big fella. So you drop it and instead of like immediately flipping like a cat would, yeah. if you dropped it upside down <laughs> like that, uh, it hits the table one time and kind of almost naturally bounces to heads. That's pretty cool. I think it is. I'm not much of a gambler, so I'm going to leave it there. Certainly. Horseshoe. Yes, what does the horseshoe do? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Absolutely, I'll tell you. Uh, <clears throat> this is what we call the mystic magnet. Uh, this Spooky. magnet, when you activate it, uh, activates with 100 pounds of force. 
when you call its name, you got to say Mystic Magnet. And when he does say Mystic Magnet, like his his when he, when he does say it, it's pointing towards him. When he says Mystic Magnet, like the uh, you see it shaking and it slams into his belt loop. He says, "Ooh, Mystic Magnet," <laughs> and grabs it because it turns off and puts it back on the table. I give uh, you five gold for it. Oh, five gold won't do, my friend. I'll give you three. <laughs> that will do even less. All right, five. I'm sorry. Roll, roll like persuasion with disadvantage. <laughs> I'm gonna laugh if this works. All right, oh, that's seven. That's it seven. Work. It doesn't work. He rolled in that twenty. You drive a hard bargain, sir. I certainly do, and you're stupid. <laughs> hey now, I may have called this stuff trash and then bought one item, but I'm just I'm just joshing around. None of my customers are stupid, but that was a bad way to negotiate. We can all agree, I believe. Well, what is its actual price now? Am I about twenty gold? Mm. I'm not going to take you boys it. Boys are high rollers. Y'all still thinking about buying things? That's all I got, boys. I ain't got nothing else left for you. Is there anything else in any other magic shops or no? Uh, you pretty much seen just about everything that, that this place has to offer right now. Uh, yeah, there's the 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 magic situation is kind of slow today. Well, thank you for your time, Freegis. Yep. Thank you for your time, Freegis. Absolutely, my new friend Grim. I hope you have a good time with that ring. I certainly will. Hopefully, next time you'll have different <clears throat> items. And you fellow with the mask, don't lose track of that ring now. I won't. I know you won't. <laughs> Also, I see what you did there. Jack winks at him. Yeah. <laughs> also, a little bird man. See you on the flip side. I'll hear you coming with that sword. He just barely cracks the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys <laughs> exit the store after uh, <coughs> exit the magic shop, which we'll say was was kind of a covered. You have to go inside <coughs> this one. But you are, I assume, finished shopping. You kind of seen what the market has to offer: blacksmith stuff, fabrics, etc., etc., etc. I guess my definitely my favorite character we've encountered so far. Yeah, <laughs> much obliged. Uh, one thing that whenever you leave the marketplace, you see, uh, you know what? It's it's busy. Roll perception. <laughs> A whole. <Good> <laughs> That was quite a roll, Grim. That was me. That was quite a roll, Jack Bryce. Yeah. <laughs> I got a 24, baby. I got a 14. Somebody needs to check Zenith. I would say we need to check Zenith's dice, but he uses different ones, and they're all, they all seem to roll high. Well, Only for perception, plus though. Seven. Well, perception is plus 7. Oh, plus 7 already? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. How? We talked about it. Okay. Yeah, I guess you are. You look good. I gave right. you... Yeah. All my, my stats, you double-checked? Yeah. No, yeah, I, I did. Yeah, I just, I have to remind myself that Keith in the past is a trustworthy person. And he wouldn't have okayed it if he wasn't okay with it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, uh... That's a different Keith. He's dead now. Alright, so... Just a bit. Grim, you see... And what, everybody else roll? I'm sorry. 14. I got a 6. Arlo's still confused how he missed out on that sweet deal. Yeah, Arlo... <laughs> Ooh, this is a, this will be a good moment actually if this happens. It does. All right, so Burb as well as Grim and Jack, all whenever you step out of the marketplace, to your right, uh, kind of a little bit deeper into the marketplace, you see the crowd kind of thin out a little bit. 
and the there's not a lot as much hustle and bustle down in that area. Not a whole <coughs> lot of people walking down there. And you three see Burb, uh, Grim, and Jack Law. Uh, Arlo, you're just you're kind of focusing on something else right now. Maybe mm-hmm. you're getting your money back in your pouch or whatever. And you all burb, burb handles the money. Okay, yeah, sorry. So maybe you're you're just kind of adjusting your hat on the way out of the the uh, canvas. We'll say that you on the way out of the thing. Your hat got brushed. You're adjusting it. And uh, the other three, they look to the right and they see down in this kind of um, less populated area, three gnomes that look very similar to the way you're built, gnomes. And they're all in chains. Mm. And there are two very foreign looking men. Uh, who are wearing kind of brown robe, brown kind of uh, ponchos. They're a little bit tattered, and their their skin is very tan and almost leathery. Uh, and they are standing there kind of with their hands on the chains in one of the, the stalls, and it, uh, they kind of scrawled on a sign. There's not a whole lot in this stall except for these two men and the three gnomes that are in chains. And there's kind of a haphazardly scrawled upon sign that says uh, "Gnome Slaves for Sale" down there, and you three see that. What is the slavery situation in this slavery world? Slavery is fairly antiquated, but not illegal. Uh, some cities have outlawed it in Medine, uh, but Lonesome is kind of one of those last holdouts. Grim approaches. Um, <clears throat> sorry, let me. Just yeah, it's, it's not. It's, it's definitely going out of style. Very antiquated. Some regions have outlawed it. Lonesome's a holdout, but it's it's uh, it's odd. You, you it's definitely odd for you to see gnomes as slaves. It is typical to see. It's typical to see goblins. It's typical to see kobolds, and it's typical to see kinku like you like Burb as slaves. He's kind of we would consider lesser. less intelligent races as slaves. Not so normal to see gnomes, one of the higher races of higher intelligence as as slaves. Not super normal. Uh, You said it's only two men with three gnomes? Two men and three gnomes. And before you do anything, the uh, uh, bird turns to Arlo and nudges him and points that way and says, Moment, friend. In a kind of confused tone. So Arlo notices now? Oh, yeah, you notice this. And, and Grim goes that way. Arlo is a little bit concerned and goes running up to to see what's happening here. Okay, running? Running. All right, Grim, you're running. What, are you letting Arlo pass you? How are you handle? How are you moving order-wise, I guess? Um, fairly quickly with determination. Okay. Um, Jack is kind of surprised by the sudden upspring of movement, so he kind of tries to keep pace. Okay, cool. So you there you kind of come out of the magic shop and then the three of you really kind of not into a sprint. But you guys break in and, and and move quickly down that way into that area. As we're going that way, um, Grim calls out, "How far are they?" They are yeah. like fifty feet away, I guess. Okay, yeah, he's gonna call out. Excuse me, gentlemen, with the gnomes. Yeah, what's going on down there? Uh, they kind of lean over and they say, <coughs> "We have gnomes for sale. It's on the sign." Yes, I can see that. My question is why? Because... How did you get them? We... We enslaved them in the mountains and we brought them here. They're just slaves. And what gives you the right, pray tell, my good man? Slavery's not illegal, my boy. They're slaves. We captured them. We made them our slaves. That's how it works. <coughs> how much you selling my people for? My people for. <laughs> oh, you've 
None of our gnomes look as strong as you, little little one. Uh, there, we're selling them for about three hundred gold pieces apiece. I don't think any of you have that kind of money. We don't. You'd be a bit surprised. But tell me this: Why don't you sell them for nothing? <laughs> You're right. Yeah. <laughs> you. Yeah, he's okay. not. I'm not trying to persuade. That's just he's yeah, just doing a gesture. The deal oh. you're looking for. Uh, to, I don't make any money if I sell him for nothing. Yeah, that's the point. You're not going to make money on this deal, my friend. All right. With that comment, with with Grimm's with Grimm's comment against the slaver, we will end this episode. Boom. Uh, will the party rescue the slaves will will something else happen who knows tune in next week tune in next week uh so thank you so much for listening to this podcast uh josh you did you want to do a recap thing as arlo uh we might be doing a a segment at the end in the future but we're getting over some sicknesses here now uh but thank you so much for listening or watching this show listening to or watching this show uh, we really appreciate it. We have a good time making it. Again, we are on, hopefully by now, we're on iTunes. Certainly, I would assume by now we're on iTunes as Dungeon Boys. Uh, we're on YouTube at Tank Media Games. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Tank Media Games. Remember, if you do want to support us on Patreon, that is patreon.com slash tankmedianetwork. Uh, patreon.com slash tankmedianetwork. We have a lot of Tank Media prefixes in this situation as well if you're to listen this far please be sure to leave us a review on itunes that really helps get us up on the charts if we can get more viewers more listeners uh, we can do better work for you in the future so again thank you for all the things we hope that you've enjoyed it and we love you very much